Welcome to Go Play That's Game of the Year wrap up. I'm your host Rob Cook, and today we're going through my year in gaming. Uh, I'm joined by Bob Morate. Hello there. And Hush. Hello, everyone. Who's like a Brazilian footballer with just one name? <laughs> <laughs> like the Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Without, without the drop. The Hulk. The Incredible Hulk, right? Mm. It's not easy being green. Um, okay. So it's been it's been a great year for gaming and gaming alone and it's been very easy for me to come up with a list of at least 10 and I've just blown past that and I've got a huge number of games um to consider um but before we go into that I'll just sort of look back over my year with with go play that stuff like I think it's been really good for us as a group uh, we managed to do quite a few features this year that we'd not previously done. Like we, we did a second, we, we took a second strike at four in February, um, back in the month of February. And, um, that was fun. It was actually our first time with all of us streaming. I don't think that we'd done that the previous year. Like we all managed to get a few streams out there, even hush on some rickety old laptop or something. You managed to play yeah. some hotline Miami. What? Yeah. And, <laughs> um, uh, I wasn't here last year for that. Well, there so you go. Different. That's that's the why it's the first. Is super important because that's it's why a full year with me. You Absolutely, know. yeah. You know. It. Um, and then MMO March was my first full experience with with an MMO with World of Warcraft, and that was that was fun. That was like a different pace from uh, from just the single player games that we'd been streaming up until then. And then, of course, like Overwatch came out, and we were all with that on. PS4 or PC. Um, and then other than that, there was one more pretty important event that we did, which was the the gaming marathon where we, we managed to stay going for a full 24 hours. Hush surprised me by uh, getting tickets out from Switzerland to come over for all that and arrived the morning of. Uh, so my highlights from... From that stream, like Human Fall Flat is definitely like I would I would declare that game of the marathon. Um, <laughs> Agreed. I think it, it kept really us fun. going. It it just kept us going. It's something that we we started with and then we played and completed like later on in the night, and that was that was a fun thing to do. Um, worked out better than Jamestown anyway. Um, <laughs> um yeah, I think that's the, the the main game from that one, and we managed to raise. Over a thousand euros for charity, uh, thanks to everyone uh, kindly donating across across the month. Actually, like the donations kept going afterwards, and there were, we had plenty coming in beforehand, and that was fantastic to see. Uh, I think I don't know if we're committing to doing that next year, but I think we feel pretty strongly that we'd want to make that. I would be up to go yeah. play that tradition. Yeah, You're mm-hmm. such a great night. I had so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was awesome, and it was and a only, it was a fun I challenge. Sorry, I only fell asleep once, so it's good. Just the once <laughs> and a half, I think. In half, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Audience voted though that you would be the first one to fall asleep. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so 
before I get into 2016 games, just fully, uh, the one game that I played from a previous year that was just amazing for me was Danganronpa 2. I played the first one in our first four in February last year. Um, but the second one is just, I, I preferred it uh, um, way more and it properly solidified my newfound interest in visual novels. Um, I'm currently sitting on a copy of Steins Gate. I've got access to uh, Zero Time Dilemma, but I'm going to wait until they've released um, 999 and Veggie's Life Reward on Steam. Mm-hmm. That's coming early next year. So yeah, I'm, and now I'm now a fan of that genre, which is my, like my main discovery for this year. Um, okay. Now we're getting into 2016 games. And I think what I'm going to do is I'll talk about my, my main three. And I've already clearly, I'm clearly, uh, able to list them out in order. Uh, so we'll start with number three, which is Dark Souls three. Um, this was top of my list for a long time. Um, only until a couple of other games came, like came into fruition later on, um, did it get toppled, but it is my favorite souls game. Like I, my first one that I completed was Bloodborne last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main thing I really enjoyed from that was the sense of getting lost. Like there was this, there was this area in the woods where I would, I would, I was pushing further and further through the game or through the area further and further away from the previous bonfire and that feeling of I could lose a lot of stuff if I die right now and like running past enemies just to find the next place to go (laughs) that was that was a really cool feeling that I don't get out of other games because they just checkpoint um but you know this isn't a new thing like the Souls series has been going since what 2008 2009 um but it's only been something that I've been a big fan of since last year. And, and Dark Souls 3 for me is is my favourite um, of of the many that I've tried uh, and of the two that I've finished. And yeah, it was cool to see Tom and, and Hush playing it uh, during the marathon. But uh, yeah, the, the main thing is talking talking about it with like Stu as we're both playing through it. And, he, you know, he's an expert at these games. He's played through all of them several times. Um and it's cool to talk to him about like new areas that that I've found and what I'm stuck with and getting help from from random random knights of the realm that managed to make their way into my game. Um, I do admit that a few bosses were taken down with a with a friendly ally. Um, I didn't solo that game, but I think but that's, 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 I mean, that's nothing wrong with that. No. I've done the same. I mean, I can probably never solo that game. So whenever I get stuck, <laughs> just call for help. Yeah. And then there's like, there's like areas of the game where it's actual PVP. Like after a certain boss, you go outside and there's, and it will force spawning of additional <sighs> human enemies on you. Uh, yeah. I hated those areas so much. Yeah. They're tough, but I managed to scrape, scrape through. Um, yeah, Dark Souls 3 is a fantastic game. You've got it on your list, Bob. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's close, close to our hearts as a, as a group, really. Indeed. Um, number two, it could only be one of two games. I guess both of you have managed to guess that by now. Um, <laughs> but my number two is Overwatch. Yeah. And it's probably my most played game if you count raw hours. Um, I had, 
when I was cleaning up my PC to make room for the marathon recordings, uh, I had to delete a file which was around 100 gigs, which is a, a seven hour live stream that I did with Overwatch uh, <laughs> in like the week of release. Like we just, we played that game daily as a big group of people from like work and, and friends um, on both platforms. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure that you, Hush, uh, had like Tom and John and you had a pretty, pretty good group going on the PS4. Uh, and um, Cruise as well, yeah. And Cruise, yeah. Uh, but on PC we had like every night for a, for a, a solid month, probably more we had like eight to ten people that were on and around um and yeah the the best thing about that game starting out was having 21 characters to try like that you don't ha- have any clue about and the first um what was it called the it's like a brawl weekly brawl uh, yeah, where they changed the brawls. the rules of the of the game a little bit yeah. Uh, the, the first one was it will randomly spawn you as any hero. It's like a perfect way to dip your toe into each playstyle of that game. Yeah. Uh, nice tutorial, right? Yeah, it was really good. It was a really good um, way to get you started off. And I used to play competitive games a lot on console, but it was it was the shooters that obviously made the biggest splash back in like playing competitive games. But back in the day, and Overwatch brought me back to that in a way that I didn't think would happen. Like I never really got into Counter-Strike Go, never got into other other shooters on on PC. And it was and it was also my first real PC shooter. Like first yeah, right. one where I really tried to play on keyboard and mouse as a console gamer through and through. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, it was the it was just, just the game that got us all together. Um even today think- yeah, even today even we today can just drop like, "Hey, who's up for some Overwatch?" And there's always like four to five people for sure. Like I haven't played it for ages. Um, I've I dipped in to try the Halloween thing, and I've dipped in to play the the Christmas thing. But other than that, I I've just been chasing playing new games to have stuff to talk about each week. Um, that it's been difficult to go back to previous games. The only one that I've gone back to throughout the whole year since its release, uh, and which is my absolute, without a doubt, game of the year, uh, is Hitman. Mm-hmm. And well-deserved. Yeah, so... No, no surprise I th- there, huh? Yeah, if you've been following along anywhere, <laughs> any in any type of our content... Uh, 90% you, of our content, even. <laughs> recently, yeah, recently. Um... It's it does a few things amazingly, like better than any other game. Um I've been a fan of Hitman since two and then I went went back and have played them all since and Blood Money until now has been my favourite. Uh but the new one gets the mechanics right. It like everything feels reliable. In previous games you could throw coins to distract, but you would never know exactly how they'd work. Because the animation, he just sort of spaz out and throw it randomly in front, and hopefully it would attract the right person. Whereas in this one, the minimap makes it clear who is coming. You can hit and work out exactly where to throw the coin. Just small things like that that means you can rely on what you've learned, and that might make it kind of a boring game if you look at it one way. It's kind of mechanics driven. And it's not an organic thing where you've got to react to, you know, weird stuff happening. But really, it means that as you get more experience with the game, you get better at it. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's like the best episodic game I've I've seen. It gets a lot of heat for for being a franchise that was previously not episodic to becoming episodic. Like mm. the Steam reviews are yeah. not kind, and people still say, "I just want to play the full thing," and they can do yeah. in a they can do it now. few days' time. Like they can in, now, yeah. end of January, they will be releasing a disc which gives you everything. It's a bit of a shame that, though. I mean, the, I think, in fact, the episodic setting was what made Hitman so special this time. Yeah, absolutely. I think they, they made it very well, so the content was well spread. The episodes were packed with rich maps with lots of stuff to do, lots of people inside, mm-hmm. uh, escalations and content overflowing with content all the time. I yeah. don't imagine this game working in any other way that is not episodic. Yeah, it's, very was, it's too overwhelming Absolutely. if it's, you get it all at once. Yeah, it just kept you kept you going throughout. And that's exactly a thing that I was thinking about and which we have talked about uh, previously is that if they had just released this all in one go, I, I don't think I would be around right now talking about it with such high regard because I would have played the game in the same way I play every other game, which is get through the main campaign and move on to the next thing. And I never would have been so good at the game as I am now. I never would have like learned as much as I had learned about it, never would have mastered any of the locations, never have felt so confident playing it. So I think they just they they did a really good job with it. Uh, by releasing it episodically and like having a lot of new content uh, throughout the year. And the, the most important content is elusive targets. It's something that yes. changes, changes how you approach it. I'm nervous every time I play an elusive target because I don't have any safety net. The only thing I have to rely on is my own understanding of the concepts and mechanics of the game. And um, I can go in and sort of plan and plot and learn more about the level before I go on it. But I don't know exactly where the guards are going to be, where the, what the path my target is going on. And only getting in, getting to load into that level once means that like a lot of the things that you could rely on previously, which is like trial and error, they're gone. They're out of the way. And it's Mm -hmm. all about that moment. And that's why I've enjoyed streaming every single one of them, uh, all 16 of them this year. And, they're continuing to support that game. They're planning a season two. They'd love to do a season three. And that's super exciting for me that they're continuing to, to put stuff out for it. Like new, they've, they've been like new escalations and featured contracts and all sorts of stuff over the whole year. Uh, and they had Gary Boosie, which was funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was actually real fun to, to watch you do the elusive targets mm-hmm. as well. I mean, it kind of became a tradition because the first one was. <laughs> Like new and unexpected, and we were like doing it all together with mm-hmm. the chat and with, and it kind of became a thing. And I'm really happy that it did because yeah. it's, it's a really good one. What, when it, did it come out initially? The first episode, uh, March. March. There was a beta, and then it came out in in March. Um, okay. The okay. the Paris level, and then they did like March, April, May. I think mm-hmm. for the first three locations, they had a summer break. They released a summer episode, which was a take like a different take on two of the previous levels and then they came back for like a august september october kind of thing uh and but then the like the elusive targets have been regular throughout yeah throughout the year so it's almost every every like three weeks you have yeah. something new to blame so that's yeah, really absolutely cool. yeah it's really cool it's actually led to me being anxious of like am i going to be around am i going to miss an elusive target mm-hmm. and 
that's unhealthy of me, but uh, that <laughs> speaks to the ob- obsession that I've I've found myself with. Um, <laughs> that's why so, it's number one. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so now now looking over the rest of like I've still got seven slots to fill here, um, and I know for sure some of them are getting filled up with some specific games. We're not going to come up with like the order here. We'll see if we can get to a solid ten. Um, yeah. So three that are definitely featuring uh, Doom, which is one of the biggest surprises of the year. Like alongside Hitman, for me is like, how is that game good? How did it go through such a development turmoil over so long? Like versions of that game got cancelled, and then it finally came out, and it's better than anyone could have expected. It's um, impressive. It's it's really good. And it's a like a long, really decent campaign. Um, it it plays brilliantly. It's really smooth and slick. That's definitely going to feature. Um, Mafia Three is something that I had not been following. I love Mafia Two, so I knew I was going to play it. But I was pleasantly surprised with the core mechanics of that game. Uh, it gets heat for being quite formulaic and repetitive uh, mm-hmm. because as you get into it, it kind of reminds you of the first Assassin's Creed um, where there are some bare mechanics that just get repeated over and over again. Like tailor guy in the first, in like the first Assassin's Creed, it was like you tailor guy, you meet with someone else, you do some side mission and then you take down your target and then it repeats with the next one. There was this kind of loop of taking territory in Mafia 3, but I really enjoyed the act of taking that territory and because it was a really nice open world with a really good sense of place, um, it's going to feature as like one of the highlights for my year and probably the soundtrack of the year for me. Uh, just a lot of really good 60s music in there, um, which is a change of change of mood and change of pace from, from most other mm. games. I really like when games do that. Bioshock, Fallout, all mm. these soundtracks just touch my my heart. <laughs> um, after I'd done with, I'd been done with Mafia Three. I moved on to Watch Dogs Two, which is kind of an overload of open world shenanigans. Uh, quite a lot in one solid month. Um, but I really enjoy that game as well. I'm not quite finished with it, so I don't know if it's going to place higher or lower than Mafia Three. Um, but it's, it's as good as people say, it's really impressive and it does, there's some crazy stuff in that game and it's so much better than the original, uh, Watch Dogs, which was a yeah. great, a great proof of concept, but this game is just fun. It's really yeah. fun and it was overwhelming. The start of the game is really overwhelming because there's a lot of mechanics and a lot like you go onto this phone that you've got an interface for in the game and there's just so much going on on there. And there's so much in the map and in the game world, um, not to like a Assassin's Creed Unity sort of map of crap, um, <laughs> but still enough that I was like, okay, I need to, this is like hurting my head right now with so much to do, but eventually you get into the rhythm and you understand what everything means. And it was, it was good fun. Um, I'd recommend you make some time for that. Uh, both of you guys, like I know Bob, you've spent a couple yeah. of hours with it. Yeah, I but need it's to start yeah. you've both got it. So yeah, so now now that you don't have to think about game of the year stuff, 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, My own come, come to uh, a, a small um, annotation into Watch Dogs. Um, mm. I think the biggest problem with Watch Dogs 1 is that I think the, the story and the plot try to justify that hacking was for the greater good or somehow, but mm. in an own selfish way for just the character. Yeah. But because on Watch Dogs 2, you're part of DeadSec, so the, the major hacking group, activism mm-hmm. and such, that everything, all the, the setting that the Watch Dogs 1 had that did not really fit the setting, it just opens up. Mm-hmm. Now it makes sense for you to be there. Now you have a, a, a role and a personality, and that you didn't have on the first one. I think that changes everything. Mm-hmm. Sounds yeah, like uh, Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got similar stuff like a strong female support that it like tries to run the show. It's it's cool. I like I like both Mr. Robot and Watch Dogs too. <laughs> cool. Um Uncharted Four is probably gonna make my list. It's the best Uncharted game. I think that's that's quite easy for me to say. Like I know two is a big favourite. Um but yeah. four really, really does a great job and sort of justifies its existence past the trilogy which they'd originally set out maybe not originally set out but they the trilogy was like the main thing on on ps3 but you mean Um, the story the story or game yeah like the story and the arc like the gameplay is much the same although there's some yeah there's some cool stuff yeah uncharted well (laughs) there's more openness to this one uh there's elements where you can stealth your way through a whole encounter uh, I only managed to do that once. Uh, most times I'd get caught off by w- one person and then it would turn into a huge Firefight. gun battle. Yes. <laughs> um, and that game does drag a little bit. Goes, It's a little bit too long, but um, it was a great journey to go on. Fantastic adventure. Hmm. Um, so I think Overcooked could, could make a, make a, place on this list uh as as my favorite local multiplayer game of the year it's really good um, i've played that two player and i've played that four player and in both but they have a different feel like the way the the way you have to you know the dynamic and the way you have to play together is different depending on the number of characters uh players sorry uh but yeah that's that's a that's a fun well-built game uh i just hate the ice levels where you have to slide on ice to get oh stuff. dear god they're they're terrible i reached them now yeah i cannot yeah i can't deal with it yeah so <laughs> I, th- I think i think they're on there which leaves two slots and that's tough that is really tough um i th- i'm kind of getting close to the end of dishonored 2 no i'm not i'm kind of getting <laughs> I, i've what spent happened? some time with dishonored 2 uh i I'm, i was thinking about watchdogs 2 there um dishonored 2 feels great i think that's i think that's on there it's a really fun world and i just again enjoy the combat in that game like the the scenarios you can get into and and working out how to navigate them it's really cool but then that leaves a huge list of games and i'm just going to run through them by name really to begin with um so we've got like titanfall 2 human fall flat inside forza horizon 3 Hyperlight Drifter, the Deus Ex Mankind Divided, Gears 4, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, um, Rhythm Paradise, Devil Daggers, Super Hot, 
and oh, super hot and slime rancher. Um, did you by any chance, out of curiosity, did you try super hot VR? No, no, didn't like didn't have a chance. I think Earl's been playing about with getting his um, getting his PSVR to work on PC. I think it's PC, yeah. it's being recognized as a Vive, and I think that game is Rift only for now. I don't know. Okay, might no idea. To, might be able to give it Probably, a go, yes. but um, the 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 super hot is fantastic. Uh, it's the most original concept you like in years. Like basically, time moves only when you're moving, and so there's you can have a lot of enemies attacking you, but you can stop, look around, and figure out what your next small movement will be to avoid bullets coming at you to to get into a better position to shoot them or hit them. And it looks awesome. And it's a successful Kickstarter. Like didn't yeah. take a million years to come out, came out as very high quality um, and was just all there from the start. And then they've, they've since uh, come good with like VR stuff, which also sounds like it's really good. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's a fantastic game, which could, could make its way onto there. Um, I think its only real competition would be like Titanfall, which I I didn't get to playing the multiplayer. So um, for me, it's, it would only be the single player. And there's some cool stuff that that game does in there. Um, it feels really good to play as well. I don't know. It, it, it's a great game. Like it's just I've just played so many great games this year that it's really tough to to make a call on on one. It's over, really over hard. Yeah. Yeah. Forza Horizon 3 is, is a great racer and it's really weird that I wouldn't have one on my list. <laughs> oh. um, I just didn't play it as much as, as previous games and it's definitely better than, the, than the, the second Horizon game and I enjoy it way more than the motorsport Forza games. Can you tell me um, one, one thing that has been on the back of my head already for a mm. long time? What's the difference between Horizon and regular motorsport Forza games? Um, it's... It's a feeling. No, it's um, no. <laughs> it's 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 a lot, uh, a lot changes. So the core driving model is pretty similar, but um, in motorsport you're performing professional motorsport like races. You're um, like tracks. Yeah, they're proper tracks or they're like street circuits, and it's a bit more professional. Whereas mm. Horizon is built around the premise of a festival uh, where there's music, there's people, there's like amazing open world locations. And it's an open world game first and foremost, where you're driving, you're driving to perform different races in different areas and you open up and expand the overall game world uh, as you progress. And you're driving cross country levels. You're driving on the beach. You're driving through cityscapes you're driving in the outback. So this game takes place in Australia, this new one, and there's way more fun and variety to it. And there's sort of this festival vibe with different radio stations that have proper like licensed music, like fun, cool music. Um, Mm -hmm. And this, this one like has a radio station of just up and coming Australian acts, which I think is a really cool idea that they'd have something thematic, like, based on the location, but to do with the music. Uh, <laughs> but the pro- my main problem with the Forza Horizon games, 
which is it could be said for most racing game franchises is that they all feel pretty much the same like there's not too much that changes overall like the location has changed but you're still just filling out Doing the, same the game world and it's a great game like if you had if I'd not played previous games um it would be better for it uh actually I, I think I'm going to not try and fill my list up to 10 because it's maybe not that interesting and it's also too difficult to do under yeah. this time constraint pressure right now <laughs> just talk about the games that you played and how I enjoyed them yeah yeah for yeah. sure like um Rhythm Paradise Mega Mix is a fantastic 3DS game. My favorite of the year um, because it's a best of. Like it takes uh, levels and games from the previous iterations of the of this series, um, puts them all together in a way that it doesn't feel like a rehash. Especially for me that's not played in any of the previous games to, for, to any long extent. Um, that's a fantastic game. And it does some really cool stuff with the 3DS where actually helps you with the timing do you know much about this game hush mm. or anything like it, rhythm is in the name so you're like trying to perform <laughs> a specific action to a specific beat um and it can become quite difficult to do that it, it's your kind of game i guess yeah and well, one, one of many but it's something that yeah usually it's cool i'm i'm yeah but music's really important to me and that's it, it's really fun and uh, the 3DS, like the 3D stuff, actually helps because, like, let's say something's coming towards you, and it has to hit like a specific point on the screen. Like that helps you. The sort of depth perception is helpful there. Okay. Um, and duh, duh, duh. so, Hyperlight Drifter was another really good. Um, I think it was a Kickstarter. I'm not 100 percent sure on that though. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, um, that's a cool game. That is just a really solid, like top-down combat adventure game. Just many genres at once. Um, <laughs> either of you play it? No, but I really want to. And just to clarify, it mm. actually was a Kickstarter campaign okay. that was also pretty successful. Mm. Cool. I managed to get like six hundred and forty-five thousand dollars. That's oh, nice. Really? That's yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, yeah, it's a great game, and. It's a fun sort of Metroidvania where you're getting your sort of I don't I don't think it's like proper like Metroidvania in terms of you need a specific ability to get somewhere. Like you can basically choose one of four one of three directions from the center. Like you you start in town which is in the center of the the game world and then you have to go to pick up something from the from three locations to access the fourth and then like get into the end game. So it uh, means that your your first more like level Zelda, actually perhaps right yeah yeah that's a better approximation. So your first level uh, might have been my th second or my third, uh, mm. and uh, they okay. all they all do a good job of teaching you something, and the final boss requiring a specific skill that you'd learn along the way. So that's really cool. Um, I'll. I'll talk about a couple more before we wrap up. So Deus Ex Mankind Divided is way better than Human Revolution uh, for my money. Mm. Uh, takes place in Prague, um, which is a, a cool sort of hub world. Um, it doesn't quite allow the amount of freedom of combat that, uh, that you'd get from a Dishonored uh, because 
you are locked down to what kind of thing you'll be able to do way more based on which things you've unlocked, like which things you've, which upgrades you've taken. Um, so it's, it's a really cool game though. Like I'd recommend it if you're into like games where you can choose to be stealthy, uh, which are my bag. If you hadn't noticed. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> I had the problem with the skills that you mentioned with human revolution mm. that, yeah, because, because I did not bring the right skills with me. I am rather constricted in the way where I can actually do yeah the missions and yeah well sad I was expecting it for it to be fixed on mankind divided it's not um yeah it's not as free form as like previous like the first ASX or other other games of this kind of genre like thief um but it's still a fantastic game like for, for mm, what yeah, it does I'm it's fantastic saying, yeah. um and yeah, then I think the last the last one I'll talk about is Gears of War 4 which just like I played through the campaign in two player and it's a solid Gears of War game. Like, yeah, that's, that's about that. It's got some different weapons and some environmental stuff and, uh, some good set pieces. Uh, so if you like Gears of War, then, then that's great. But, um, it's not like one of those key games from this year. Uh, and I think my list is made up of things that for me were just key, just really important. Uh, and yeah. did something new or just gave me a experience or a feeling that I, that, um, is memorable to me. Um, which I guess could mean that human full flat gets up there for just yeah. the journey that we, that we took on that one. Is <laughs> the emotional value of the game. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think that's why I need to take some more time to fill that last slot. Um, yeah. So, Thanks for joining me on this, guys. Uh, I think we'll call it there. Um, yeah, all right. Sounds okay. good. And uh, yeah. so, if you found if you found this episode of the Go Play That podcast on your feed, on your stream, um, or out there on the internet, then you can find the rest of them as well as my Game of the Year list over at goplaythat.com forward slash Game of the Year, uh, and subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to our YouTube, and. Uh, so make hush, all the things yeah make hush happy by joining instagram uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh we will see you for another episode of the go play that podcast and a nice 2017 yeah <laughs> happy new year yeah. happy new year bye-bye Yeah.